You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. And my name's Charlie. (laughs) Sorry, Charles had to fix himself. A bunch of friends tell scary stories, tell jokes. Uh, It's going to be a quick one tonight. So... (laughs) Buckle up for this short ride. <laughs> no. Have y'all seen the Britney Spears documentary? No. No. Okay. I listened to a podcast called This Is Not No wait. What Really Happened? And it was, I think, dude, I should look it up, but I'm not. Was that the lady in Tiger King? Britney Spears? Yeah. No, I'm just oh, like, <laughs> I was like, dude, are you Carol that Baskin? Hawaiian? <laughs> yeah. No, she's kind of this phenomenon that happened on the mainland. Uh Oops. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I listened to this podcast back in the day, and it broke down, like, Britney Spears' life. And do you guys know, like, what's happening with her right now? Like, I remember I made fun about her last year, <laughs> about her social media feed, because she's wiling out. And did I go, did I, like, tell you not to or something? Uh, you were, you, you're sad. Okay. About her and her story or whatever. Do you know what's happening with her right now? Negative. Do you, okay, so she she's like a slave or something to some a label. Slave for you, isn't that one of her songs? <laughs> is that not a thing? Anyway, she's in what is known as a conservatorship. A conservatorship. Yes. So you basically enter into a legal agreement where someone else can take control of your life's decisions, monetarily, health. They can decide who you interact with. They can decide how you spend your money, everything like that. And do you remember when she kind of broke down in like 2007, 8, the something like that? The whole bald Britney. The whole leave phase. her alone. Yeah. yeah. So during that time, her dad, okay, everything I'm saying is not real. So Alleged. I'm free of all legal whatever. Um, her dad was like an alcoholic, not in the picture at all. And then all of a sudden comes out of nowhere while she's like struggling somehow gets her to sign this conservatorship and he's been in charge of her estate ever since. And right when he became in charge of all her money, where he gets a huge percentage of all her money, she signed a residency in Las Vegas where she performs like three plus times a week and brings in millions. So the theory is she has two kids who she loves and in order to have visitation rights, she has to perform and make her dad millions and millions of dollars. And she's not allowed to leave her house or communicate with anyone. And so she was posting wild things on her social media and all her real fans start breaking it down. And they're like, there's a code in here. She's asking for help. She's asking for freedom. And cause she like did all these things. And like, if you read into the subtext of all of them, it kind of, you know, there's like 
subtext. That's like someone who wants to be free, right? So she's in this dilemma, in this battle. She's being held against her will, basically. Not allowed to talk to anyone. Not allowed to see her kids unless she performs. And they're like in the middle of the battle. So there's this huge movement. So New York Times did a documentary where they talked about it. I suggest everyone go goes and watches it. It's on Hulu. But I'm like full on team Britney now. <laughs> I looked up to buy a t-shirt. I want a free Britney t-shirt. Because it's sad, dude. Yeah. If you watch the whole documentary, it is so sad what happened to her and how she was treated. Just living a toxic life. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Is yeah. there a time limit on it? No, it's indefinite. Okay, so what are conservatorships for? They're for really, really old people who can't make their own decisions or anyone who's like mentally insane. Yeah. She is fully coherent. She might be a little odd, but like who isn't who's been famous since they were, you know, 16 and sexualized since they were 16. Um, so she fully asked, like, I don't want my dad to be in charge of this. Uh, anyway, the most recent is the dad, Jamie Spears, has a... What's the thing you do when, like, you want someone to stay away from you? Oh, uh, restraining order. So the dad, Jamie Spears, has a restraining order against him, taken out by Kevin Federline. Her, K-Fed. Her ex, who I think is from Fresno. Shout out. Best thing we've ever done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he took out this um, restraining order because the dad got into a fist fight or, like, a physical altercation with the 13-year-old son. What? Yeah, Britney Spears' son. So, okay, then, sorry. Dude, it's so deep. Y'all should just go watch it. Basically, she, yeah, so she asked. She's like, I don't want to be under this, like, enslavement anymore. And asked, and they fought, and they had this huge trial, and it just went down. And they removed Jamie, the dad, from the conservatorship, but she's still in a conservatorship. So he's still getting paid, all this stuff. Anyway, it's wild. So hypothetically speaking, if the dad just happened to pass away, oh my gosh. Oh, would it be over? I don't think so. I think it would just switch to like, she asked for a bank to be in charge of her right now. And it's just like one step away. And so everyone's hoping that she can continue. But she's ba- she's in this like super weird agreement and she doesn't want to be. And it's kind of scary that like she legally can't get out of it. That's kind of like. And sorry if this triggers anyone. It's a good business idea going around getting people to sign conservatorships to you. Literally, the the lawyer who got helped the dad get her into this conservatorship, like a memo leaked from him. And he was saying how this, this should be considered as a future hybrid um, business model is getting people into conservatorships. It, it's terrifying, bro. Bro, don't sign anything that you don't read all the way through. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she had to sign it. Like Anyway, all I'm saying is free Britney. I'm team Britney. I'm out there. If you need me to protest, I'll be there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Still team Jacob. Go watch it, dude. It's like, it's gut-wrenching what she went through and how like she was treated. That's sad, bro. It's so sad. And that's a Hollywood corner. <laughs> bro, all y'all up on current events. I'm just like over here watching Love Island, bro. <laughs> Sean's like, Stacy, um... <laughs> She won in the challenge, and her and Scott are going on a date. Bro, things are getting heated. <laughs> Dude, who are your celebrity crushes? Bro, so many. I got roasted for all my celebrity crushes last week. Mine's Wait, Joe what? Rogan, bro. Because <laughs> I would conceive a child with Janoska. <laughs> bro Jogan. Yeah. Uh, who'd you get roasted for? 
I can tell you who I got roasted by. Your wife. <laughs> well, get used to it. <laughs> Dude, she's a roast queen. She really is. She's good at it. Light your ass up. But I agree. All my celebrity crushes are, are all weird looking, dude. <laughs> well, you like unique. You like uniqueness. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I okay, mean, but like, who were they? Emma Stone. Okay, no, she good. She she hot. Anya Taylor Joy. Also hot. Who's that? Uh, Queen's Gambit, Gambit and uh, the Witch. Anya Business. <laughs> I don't want to say the Witch because at that point she was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is happening? I told you there's a ghost. Sorry, the lights all just fell down. The studio's haunted. <laughs> okay, wait. You said Joe Rogan. Who's your gay, <laughs> who's your gay crush? Probably Jason Momoa, dude. Ooh, that's a good one. It's my cousin, bro. <laughs> you gotta have to introduce me, then, bro. <laughs> he got all the jeans. <laughs> His whole like dope story commercial was it was all a commercial, dude. We got uh, me at the the, end, the Carhartt one. (laughs) I think we were watching this thing like it's a documentary, following getting this man crush on this man, and then it ends and it's a Carhartt commercial. And all of us are like, Wait, what did we just watch? Am I wearing Carhartt right now? (laughs) Yes, I'm wearing Carhartt right now. It's so beautiful, it's so well done. The cinematography is on point, and the storytelling's really, really good. He's just talking about like being a father and a husband. And you're just in total admiration of this human. You're like, I want your life. And he's like, I'm I'm the man I am because of the car hearts I wear at the very end. It's like, damn it. And we're all like, we just got got. Yeah. <laughs> Bamboozled. Ordered three car hearts in my cart. Uh, you know who I think is attractive? Who? I think his name is Ezra. He's the uh he's the orphan kid and uh, fantastic beast. <laughs> See, you like hella unique looking <laughs> do you know what people. I'm talking about? Do you know what, do you know who I'm talking about? That, yeah. fool, that fool has facial features like razor blades. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just right angles. Dude's an isosceles triangle. <laughs> He's a cute though. <laughs> a cute. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, damn, that was next level geometry pun. <laughs> Dude, we're for the kids. That's awesome. <laughs> That's 3 a.m. on Celebrity Crushes. Okay. We said this is going to be a short one. We want to shout out Kevin's in the studio tonight. Intern Kevin. A little behind on his assignments, but we'll forgive it. <laughs> we have Bubba. Oh, my little brother just moved to Utah. What's up, Bubba? Hi. <laughs> Speaking of Celebrity Crushes. Aloha, Bubba. <laughs> Aloha, hello. <laughs> um. <laughs> Speaking of celebrity crushes, when Bubba was 15, he asked out Auli Carvalho to prom via a YouTube video. <laughs> Who's that? She's the... Who is she? She's the voice actress for Moana. Do you want to tell the story real quick? So... Come closer. A little closer. Like this far away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you just put a spell on me. <laughs> yeah, so point, savage. I guess it basically started when Moana came out November 2016. November 3rd. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so the movie came out. I watched it 10 times in the theaters. It's like 150 bucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> in my defense, I saw it each time with different friends. Oh, okay. okay. You have 10 friends. So I will let it slide. <laughs> Basically. Um, but I thought it was cool. And um, I think in January, she came back to school. and um, She goes to the same school as you. Yeah. She goes there to the same school. Commitment schools. And um the ways. <laughs> so I basically skipped class to go meet her because she was doing like an interview for our school newspaper show thing. And then funny enough, what kind of inspired me to ask her prom, um, a little bit after that, Ed Sheeran's album came out, Divide, and I heard the song Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> and yeah, that inspired me to do the uh, promposal. You can look it up. It's still there. I think it's it's promposal to Moana slash Ali Ikrawalio. So this video went viral in Hawaii, which isn't that hard to do because there's like 100 people there. <laughs> <laughs> but they played it like on all the news outlets That's and... But, but did you get to go? No, still <laughs> waiting for the response. Four <laughs> years later, maybe she'll hear this. <laughs> like literally, I think it popped up in my memories on Snapchat like four years ago. You made this video. I thought she responded though. <laughs> she reached no, out. No, she you. she didn't. She didn't. No, all all I got was like a Snapchat from my friend who. Was in the same class as her, and she he Snapchatted her watching the video, but that's that's all I know. <laughs> that's rude, dude. All the, this whole time, I thought she responded to you. She had like yeah. a nice uh, email. Yeah, like. and it was crazy because like for that time when I released the video, I was like like almost like the coolest kid on campus, <laughs> and like all the girls are like, oh, I would I would go with you if you made that for me. I was like, oh. But they didn't make no Disney movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't have bank. Yeah. None of them are Disney princesses. Yeah. Dope, bubs. Yeah. Welcome, Bubba. We also have Reed from Thailand. Dude, one of the most highly requested returns of the podcast. Flew in from Thailand tonight. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you just got back from uh, St. Thomas? Yes, sir. You had some interesting um, expeditions? <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, while we were in St. Thomas, we uh, went to Epstein's Island, which was pretty cool. Um, really good snorkeling around his island. But it was interesting. Just to be clear, you like didn't go to the island like one of the <laughs> one of the people. <laughs> yeah, we were invited there. <laughs> no, he no, was, was he was he was trafficked there. <laughs> oh. Oh. I mean, you're cute enough. Anyway. <laughs> but it was interesting because the captain of our boat was just telling us about his story and the, the crew that still manages his property. And according to the crew that works there, they all believe that he's like still alive and that there's no way someone with that much money and resources and power um, could just like die like that. And so she was telling us how like a, a couple days before he allegedly committed suicide like he turned over all of his assets including the island to his brother who he ha who he's not close with and so there's just like a lot of things that the crew believes that that he's still alive and out there somewhere i believe it insane 
So new new theory. They murdered his brother and gave him plastic surgery to look like his brother. Bro. Allegedly. Anyway, so that's cool. <laughs> um, anything else, y'all? Nah. Okay, this is supposed to be a short episode, so <laughs> let's do this. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever had a relationship that you're proud of? Proud of because you put in the work. And the other person put in the work as well. Uh, didn't have to be perfect, but uh, effort was made, honest effort. I think it's definitely more rare to have those types of relationships. Uh, the good thing is with, with therapy, at least in my experience, uh, that's something I've been able to find. Uh, somebody who invests in me, uh, especially when I invest in myself. And we'd love, love, love for you to experience something similar. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, suited to your schedule. Uh, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com slash 3 a.m. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now we roll our 20th set of die to determine in what order we tell our stories tonight. Highest goes first. And so on. Uh, DJ. Okay. DJ got a six. Sean got a 10. And I got a 16. So the order is me, Sean, DJ. Yer. So for me tonight, my story comes to us from Utah. From one of our listeners, Sierra W. So Sierra? What's up? up? Thank you. So Sierra discovered our podcast sometime last year. And her words, when she discovered us, she listened to us all the time. And the job she was doing at the time was she was delivering flowers for her mother's, like, flower company. Or business, rather. So while she's making these deliveries, she's listening to our podcast the entire time. <laughs> which I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but she has since listened to the entire discography, the entire back catalog, and then became a patron and listened to every bonus thing we had. So she's completely caught up. Damn, the real <laughs> MVP over here. I know, for real. So she sent this story in, and this happened to her over the winter when she was delivering flowers. All right, so this is during COVID. This is, like I said, while she's delivering flowers for her mom. She would ride around all day in the snow listening to the podcast in the delivery van. And she pulls up to this one house to make this delivery, to drop off these flowers. And you guys know when it snows in Utah, like the fresh coat Fresh pow, dude. Everything's covered in a fresh coat. The mountains look way more beautiful. Every tree has a couple inches. And it's just like blankets of white on every lawn, Mm. everywhere. So she pulls up to this house, and it's one of those super fresh. And she looks and she remarks about how there are zero footprints anywhere. Like no one's been here to this house. Which kind of sucks 
because now she's going to have to be the one to like step through the snow. Whereas before she'd always like step in other people's footsteps. Mm, yeah. So she thinks, dang, I'm going to, you know, my shoes are going to get soaked, but whatever. So she takes her first step, makes her way up the path to this house and sets down the flowers on the doorstep. Stands up and she turns around to go back to the van and sees that there are now two sets of footprints <laughs> in the snow on the path that she just walked up. It's one that's mirroring her exact footprints slightly to the left, and they're pointed towards the van. Oh, shit. So she just sat there, <laughs> contemplated how the hell this could have happened. She didn't make multiple trips to the van. She walked straight from the van to the door and turned around. And she had just been listening to our podcast, so I'm sure she's like annoyed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In a creeped out mood. <laughs> and she said it's just one of those things that happened where she has zero idea of how to explain. Jesus. Yeah, I don't like that. Kevin said it was Jesus. Was that what the he carried walking in the sun <laughs> or in the snow? <laughs> I loved it. Just a short story. I mean, snow is frozen water. <gasps> but then he would have been walking. Yeah, on he would have been walking. Yeah. On top. There would be no footprints. <laughs> um, her second story also happened in Utah, and it's a classic already. I could tell. But I will be saving it for our next Utah episode. <laughs> uh, which we have no idea when will be. So, <sighs> Dude, I would be scared. My initial thought was somebody, they're like, they're hiding in the van. Mm. Oh, freak. I'm oh. sure that crossed her mind. I'm sure she was very on guard after. Yeah. She didn't say anything after it. She just said it happened and it sort of just like she had more deliveries to do. So she had to get on her way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. I can't wait to hear the other one. Was it during work as well? Uh, you'll have to find out. <laughs> All right. I have one more story tonight. Okay. This one I heard while listening to another podcast. It's a much larger podcast than ours. It's called Crime Junkies. I'm sure many of our listeners have listened to Crime Junkies. If you haven't, go listen to them. They're true crime. They cover murders, disappearances, serial killers, everything like that. They don't focus on spooky stories as much as us. It's like way true crime, but really well done. They're one of our idols. Ashley Flowers, the producer of that podcast, quit her job a couple years ago because podcasting became her full-time job. So I've always like really looked up to them. Shout out Crime Junkies. They got this podcast from another podcast. Or, sorry. They got this story from another podcast that they listened to. <laughs> so this is like third, secondhand, thirdhand. And that podcast is Something Was Wrong. That's hosted by Tiffany Reese. So this story they shared. And as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is perfect for to share here with you guys. Like you would want to hear this. And they've asked to spread this story so there's more awareness about this subject. So it's a story about this girl named Jez. And back in 2013, Jez moved, I believe from Idaho or Wyoming to Colorado. Now she wasn't living, she didn't move to downtown Denver. It was like right outside downtown Denver, but she's really excited. She's young, she's in her twenties and it's this whole new world, whole new chapter and she's gonna make the most of it, right? So new city, new chapter, and she has no friends at, at this time. She doesn't know anyone in the city. So what does she do? She goes to the internet. It was, I think, t 
Tinder had been out for about a year, so it wasn't as popping as it was now. So she was using different online apps, and I believe she was using the one called Plenty of Fish. So she gets on there, and Plenty of Fish shows you who's online at the time. And she gets connected with this kid, I think, named Jordan. Super hot, tall, chiseled chin, (laughs) hazel eyes. Just a a dime piece, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) I imagine to myself. (laughs) Um, But, so she's like not necessarily looking for romantic hookups. She's just looking up looking to like meet up with people. So they connect, they start talking and they're chatting back and forth for like an hour, you know, a little bit about where they're from, you know, what they're doing in the city, what they're doing in Denver. And they connect and he says, yo, let's meet up tonight. Let's grab a couple drinks. Let's get dinner or something and and hang out downtown. I know a great restaurant. She's like, sweet. So they decide on a restaurant and it's called old Chicago. It's in downtown Denver, pretty far from where she lives, but whatever. And they decide a time and they set their plans. And the rest of the story I will be telling to the patrons. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're interested in hearing the rest of this, you can go to their podcast where they'll tell it way better than I will. Or you can go to the 3 a.m. or Patreon slash the 3 a.m. pod where we tell a bonus story every week. So she gets off work. She gets ready. She starts heading down to the restaurant. And as she's getting there, she gets a text from Jordan. And we're back. Any thoughts, feelings, impressions? It's a good story to hear, Mm -hmm. to be aware of. (laughs) Thanks, Sean. So you can protect yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's me tonight, guys. Hell yeah. Sean? So my story this week I found from Reddit, from user here for LNM. LNM. Late night. Misogyny? <laughs> late night, late night massage. Master. Well, maybe we not try and find out okay. what that is, but um, she tells the story of what happened to her when she was like eight years old. So this has been quite a while ago. And she said she's visiting like a family member's cabin out in the middle of Missouri. And she says it's kind of backwoods, Missouri. No really close neighbors at all. The only people who are close are also family. So it's like they have a couple of their houses. They're within a mile range and they're all like aunts and uncles or whatever, right? So one of the nights, the adults, and she she says it's kind of like a family gathering almost because there's a lot of family members that are around. The adults one night decide they're all going to go into town, go bowling. Apparently that was a thing. Super fun. All the kids are like, okay, no adult supervision now. Free reign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bust out that Titanic tape two, 20 minutes. <laughs> like a French Just girl. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, we do. What is that, bro? Um, so once the, all of the parents, the adults leave, she said her and four other cousins all in this house are like, we're going to play hide and seek. Now, is their own, you know how like there's so many different versions of hide and seek. Their version of hide and seek they called vampire. And the way that they would play is there was this one like mattress, like kind of really thin mattress out in one of the living rooms that they set up for when family members are all visiting. The person that was it would go and like get on the mattress and then pull it up over them. So it was like kind of sandwiching them, like a coffin, they said. (laughs) 
and then they would count to 100 while everyone else went and hid in the house. And then after they finished counting, they would go and try and find everyone. And all the people that were hiding had to go and get to the coffin before they got found so that they didn't get to have to be it next, right? So she said there are two different kinds of players. There's the players that are going to go and find the perfect hiding spot and just never get caught. Or there's the ones who are going to hide somewhere in that very room so that once the person uh, seeking leaves the room, they can just run to the coffin and not be it. She was one of those. (laughs) I almost said. (laughs) So her older cousin, whose name was Ben, he's it first. So he goes and gets on the the mattress, pulls it up over him, starts counting. And uh, our storyteller, we'll actually call her Izzy, finds some place within this very room to just hide and wait for him to finish counting so that she can easily, and she's eight, so she can easily get to this coffin and not have to be it next. Now, at this time, it's also super dark now and stormy. So kind of out in the middle of backwoods, Missouri, they turned off all the lights in the house to play this game. So legitimately, they couldn't see anything. So it's kind of like a mixture of hide and seek and murder in the dark almost. So honestly, this game sounds super fun if you ask me, but (laughs) essentially she goes and hides. It's completely pitch black, but it's also storming outside. So every once in a while, they'll have a lightning strike. It'll kind of light up the house a little bit. It'll come in through the windows, like the light, and he'll have like a quick view of his surroundings as he's seeking. Terrifying, dude. So as Ben is counting down, he finally gets to... 100 or counting up, he finally gets to 100. And as he does that, shortly after lifting the coffin off of him, lightning lights up the sky. And very obviously, there's someone at the window peeking in through the window with their both of their hands around their eyes trying to see in the house. So Ben, as he sees this, He like whispers really loud, is there anyone else hiding in here? And Izzy's like, yes, I'm in here. And another lightning lights up the sky. I wouldn't have answered, dude. I would be like, nice try, Ben. (laughs) Well, she sees the guy at the window too. Oh, okay. She sees the guy at the window too. Um, Another lightning lights up the sky and this guy has backed up off of the window and it looks like he's now looking at the front door. Now, Ben slowly kind of sneaks off of his mattress that he's on and around the couch. And as he sees the guy walking towards the front door, he rushes over and locks the front door. And then he tells Izzy to start locking the other doors. And he yells to the uh, other people in the house. Now, these people didn't see the guy, so they could probably be like, he's just trying to get us. But Ben starts flipping on all the lights. He flipped on the uh, porch light and he starts flipping on the living room lights just to let this guy know that there are people here. So Izzy and now all of her other cousins are running around the house, locking doors, windows, anything that is unlocked. And at one point while doing this, Izzy heads to the kitchen to lock the sliding glass door. Izzy slowly heading up to this sliding glass door to lock it. And Ben is standing... 10 feet behind her and he whispers just super loudly again, lock it now. And she just like kind of slides the little piece in the door. It was like one of those little metal pieces you'll slide in. 
and he says, close the curtain, just super urgent. So she closes the curtain. And later on, we find out that Ben had seen this guy out behind this sliding glass door as well. He, and he didn't tell her that at the time, but he had seen him coming up. Ben had seen the guy outside coming up to the sliding glass door. And so urgently tells Izzy to close the door and lock it as quickly as she can. And I don't know if you've ever like heard of this before is like shared telephone lines for like a small community. So this whole community of like family members shared this one telephone line and it would ring like a different ringtone for different houses, right? Because it's just out in the middle of nowhere. So they just have the one line coming in. And this is back in the 80s. So they're trying to get a call out. All these kids, there's five kids in this house and they're trying to get a call out. And when they pick it up, it's giving them busy tone. Like someone else on one of the other houses is using the phone. So they can't get a call out. So Ben tells one of the other little cousins, go and try and call someone on the CB radio. So he has Izzy now like just waiting by the phone, trying to find out whenever it stops going busy so they can get a call out. And then another one of her cousins like trying to get on the CB radio. And they know that there's also guns in the house too. So Ben goes around trying to find the guns and he can't. All he finds is just a BB gun. Something, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're Kevin McAllister, you'll make it work. (laughs) Exactly, dude. So as lightning is just lighting up the sky, they can see like patches of light outside and they don't see this guy anymore. But as they're like trying to make a call out, trying to get on the CB radio, and as Ben is finally like got this BB gun, like is ready to go to war, they see someone coming up the driveway. And it's kind of dark, still no lightning in the sky. So they just see the figure of someone walking up. Ben throws the front door open and like cocks his BB gun. He's like, don't come any closer. And then they hear someone say, you know, that's just a BB gun, right? And it was one of their other cousins from one of the other houses. Not the same guy that they'd seen outside. Yeah. (laughs) This whole story. I know. No, no, no. This is not the same guy. But still, this is scary because, like, uh, get in here now. Yeah, yeah. They tell them to get in. They lock the door. And finally, the phone comes back on. So they get a call out. The, the adults start coming back. They never see the guy again. Fortunately, uh, they all survived. And um, Izzy, as she was writing the story, decided she was going to talk to a couple of her other cousins and see if they had any other information. And, yeah, apparently both Ben and one of the other cousins had seen this guy coming up to the sliding glass door right as she was there. So she got super lucky on that one. And she said they never tried to play vampire again out there at that house. They were all too uh, traumatized to be able to do it again. But that's that's uh, Izzy's story her, of her near miss and survival of some backwoods Missouri hick. Ugh. Or Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, it could Dracula be, Dracula <laughs> showing up. I, I will vampire with an actual <laughs> vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play your game. <laughs> uh, bro, when you were like, um, the phone wasn't working, I thought, and you were like, and then Ben turned to one of the younger cousins. I thought you were going to say, and he said, you're going to have to run to Aunt Linda's house. <laughs> and just be like, run fast. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that's what you were about um, to say. One funny thing, though, that I, while I was reading the story was when she talked to Ben, he's like, man, I didn't think you guys like thought I was as badass as I was doing all of this. 
because he went around just giving people directions, like threw the door open, was going to shoot the guy with a BB gun. Hmm. Like all of his little cousins thought he was just the shit. Well, I bet. <laughs> it's like he might have been like 12 or 13, but if you're eight, that's like a full-blown adult. So you're like, okay, oh, sir, yeah. what are we supposed to do? Like, direct <laughs> Tell me what please. to do. Yeah. But having been in like some of those like storms out there, mm. just like out in the middle of nowhere storms where it's dark and lightning lighting up the sky. Like to me, I had this very vivid image of like playing with my cousins back in Kentucky. Yeah. And it's super creepy. If like this were to happen to me, someone just peeking into the house would be terrifying. Yeah. I got chills during that one. That doesn't happen every episode, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but, but I legit got chills because I think you're right. You hit it on the nail. It's like I could totally put myself in that situation and oh yeah, live it. When you were talking about uh, running to the aunt's house, yeah. <laughs> reminded me of an island in the Philippines called Camotes. Were you ever there? Oh no, I never got to go there. So it's a tiny island and decently touristy, beautiful beaches. But there are other bigger islands with more tourist attractions. So it's still kind of like a hidden secret in the Philippines. But when we were serving there as missionaries, we had a couple friends who were on that island, tiny island. And there's an airport there that was out of commission for years to the point where the runway had tall grass. And I only heard it from the other missionaries. So I doubt it's true. <laughs> but they talked about it being haunted. But I knew a few of them who would play this game, and they shared a car on that island. Yeah, so yeah. there are four missionaries, one car. Every time they had a new missionary come to the island, their initiation was to tell them about this haunted airport <laughs> and how there are people or creatures that live in the tall grass. And they would park at the beginning of the airstrip, and they would make them run all the way to the end of the airstrip and run all the way back in between all the tall grass with only the headlight beams of the car in the pitch black of night. What was the missionary's names? Elder <laughs> Satan? <laughs> That's so messed up, dude. <laughs> it was like the initiation. Yeah. It's like, or we just serve the Lord out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's that option. <laughs> Dude, that would be terrifying, but yeah. I would have to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was a fun story. Dude, yeah. I, I, was cre I was creeped out by that one. It was a good one for me. I know it's supposed to be a short episode, but it reminds me of the story that Seth shared. Do you remember when they were playing hide and seek mm -hmm. and his buddy was wedged there and someone, not, oh, yeah. no one who they recognized stood in the doorway for about like a minute or two and then left and they ended up finding out that like all the doors were unlocked and the gate was wide open. <laughs> Big nope. Yeah, I like completely <laughs> forgot about that story because we've been, we've told so many stories. But while you're telling that, I was like, I remembered that. So. Yeah. Mm. And as a kid, just, it seems so much scarier, dude. Yeah. Like every little thing. But also, as an adult, it seem, it can sometimes seem even scarier because you might fully comprehend the situation. True, like, yeah. Because as a kid, you might be like, that was weird. But then as an adult, you're like, dude, that was not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, so it's like in the moment as a kid, it's terrifying. Yes. Post, like after it is like, dude, that was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you're like in the moment, you're probably a little more relaxed. But then post, you're like, dude, you, what you really was mm -hmm. that? It's like the opposite, bro. It's like hindsight 2020. <laughs> is but that you? That's me for tonight, guys. Thanks, Shani. Gang.
All right. Two short stories to close us off. Both from Reddit. First one comes from user Ruby Red Starfish. I'm just going to read it straight because I like the way he wrote. They wrote. Ruby says, I lived in a place where from my bed I could see through the dining room and into my son's room. I had a hard time sleeping and heard some noise. I looked out and my son was crouched on a dining room chair. He was two at the time. I asked him why he was up. He reached out his arms and was opening and closing his fists as kids often do when they want to be picked up. He whispered, Mama. I got up to get him, and it sounds like he ran across the bedroom. I got up to get him, and when I reached the room, he was out of the chair and fast asleep in his bed. He said there was a lot of things that happened in that place and ended up breaking my lease and moving soon after. (laughs) Smart. Okay, second one. Emmy Lou, 1997. That's the user. My sister and I used to spend weekends at my grandmother's house when we were, we were younger, um, all the way through high school, all the way up until high school. When we were younger, we slept in her bed on nights when my grandpa would go out of town for work. My grandma would make us bacon and hot cocoa for breakfast in the mornings. Dang, dude. <laughs> I woke up one morning, opened my eyes, right as my grandmother was leaning into the bedroom doorway to come and wake us up. I figured she had come to see if I was awake yet, but then she leaned backwards out of the doorway and out of sight. Something about the way she moved wasn't quite right. And that's when I realized I smelled and heard bacon cooking downstairs. It struck me as odd that she would walk away from bacon while it was on the stove. She was in her 70s at this time, and though she got around well for her age, taking the stairs was still a bit of a task and took some time. It didn't make sense that she would risk burning food on the stove just to come upstairs and look at me, especially since she would usually just yell up from the bottom of the stairs to wake us up. I called out to ask if she was upstairs. From where I was, I could see out the bedroom door and down the stairs. She walked from the kitchen to the bottom of the stairs and said no, she was making bacon. Got out of bed, looked downstairs. My sister was already awake and downstairs with my grandma which is why she was already making bacon before I was up. Both of them said she had not been upstairs, so I told them what happened. That's when my grandma told us the stories. So she continues telling the stories about her grandma thinking that she has a doppelganger, and not only her, but her grandpa, because she would see her husband when he was out of town. She said her and her sons multiple times would hear Grandpa come home, see him walk past the doorway, down the hallway, into his bedroom, and they'd follow him just to check up, hey, you're, you're home early or something. Nobody in the room. She said, Grandma said that repeatedly they had phones or like a, a telephone packed in the basement in one of the boxes, moving boxes, and it wouldn't repeatedly ring despite not it being plugged into anything. Grandmother also talked about how she would see her deceased mother at night sometimes, sitting at the edge of her bed, hearing her voice, but it always seemed like she was more comforted than scared. Grandma never told me these stories until I started experiencing them for myself firsthand. 
So this was just a thread with everybody talking about their experiences with mimics and doppelgangers. Mm. And those were some of the top ones. For some reason, in my head, the grandma peeking in and then like... Yep. Just or like, like unnaturally moving back, like sliding me the f out, sliding oh. away almost. That's what I had envisioned in my mind. Oh, t- if that's me, I Leroy Jenkins downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I told this like a hundred times, but I see things when I wake up, and it takes me twenty seconds to like see reality. And one of them, I've I've told this. I'm sorry, but whatever. One of them that freaked me out the most was the woman's face completely parallel to the ground about a foot off the ground peeking in my door so it was just someone like completely horizontal looking in (laughs) near like the bottom of my door and it was like like i could see it and i was just blinking 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 and then finally it like fades away is that you that's me short yeah last thing i just remembered you know my path i go on and in uh, the reservoir near, or like the nature preserve near my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go running there sometimes. Okay. L- recently, someone's been tying a ton of twigs and trees with twine. So Very Blair Witch, dude. There's like, you go down and you make your way all the way down the hill to this like riverbed. And sometimes I like go through the riverbed because it's cool. It's dry. And there's just a patch of like 20 different sized twigs and branches tied into a tree with with twine and this is the same path where i've I've found teepees or just like a ton of sticks stacked in like teepees all over um a ton of rocks just stacked up i don't know it's probably just the kid but it's just weird (laughs) it's just odd every time i'm like because i'm always alone out there oh you have pics yeah i was like dude i gotta take a photo of this it's weird dude you can like scroll left or right. I don't know which way, but there's like 20, 30 of those. Some of them were really small. Like I didn't, like I started looking around and I was like, whoa, there's way more around me than I thought. They're not traps, are they? The only thing I could think of, because I, I've done this once when I was little, is you put peanut butter on like a pine cone and put it in a tree for birds, like as a bird feeder. That's the only thing I can think of, but. No way this is a trap. No, no, that wouldn't trap anything. So why? I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't really care about it, but the fact that I have seen so many weird <laughs> damn things in this place, it's just odd to me. Bro, I've been out there too by myself, but nothing has ever happened. Hmm. I do go probably way more than you. Well, yeah, you go definitely way more Almost than me. Almost every day, yeah. Guys, this was a fun night. This was supposed to be a short episode, and I think it's like longer than our normal ones. Yeah. <laughs> we are so bad at that. <laughs> regardless thank you for listening it was fun everyone out there thank you so much for all your love support keep sending in your stories keep getting haunted giving us more content uh share this with a friend if you guys don't know we're on youtube if you don't know we're on instagram go follow interact and that's it (laughs) so everyone out there bye love you be safe be careful out there aloha (laughs) goodbye Aloha, goodbye. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. 
If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. I forgot to mention, I was going to say, my name's Charlie. I'm the yellow one. Because <laughs> freaking fools just... Uh, Someone messaged us today and said, I have listened to you guys a for a long time. And the entire time I thought Sean was the Asian one. And Charlie was the tall redheaded. <laughs> but I never wa- he never watched the YouTube videos. So he uh, just watched so those. So then I was like, I need to start introducing myself and saying, my name is Charlie. I'm the yellow one. My name is Sean. I'm the red one. My name is DJ. You could just say I'm the pale one. The pale, sometimes red. The red one. The redhead one. There we go. And this red is DJ, one. the... The turd colored one. Oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it. You're still a seven, bro. <laughs> Have you ever wondered about things that go bump in the night? Or objects in the sky? Or other things you just couldn't explain? Then join me, Jim Mallard, on my podcast, The Mallard Report. Each week, you'll find engaging conversations with guests who are authors, historians, and scholars who lend their expertise as we discuss current events and venture into the fringe and paranormal. The Mallard Report hits controversies head-on, yet remains conversational, and can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platform. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport... Then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found.